And thank you for listening to today's episode of JTCast, the official podcast of the Journal of Athletic Training. I'm your host, Luke Donovan. For the second episode of the month, I will discuss another article from the current issue of JET titled Running a Marathon, Its Influence on Achilles Tendon Structure by Dr. Lucas Rebello and colleagues from the University of Groningen. As a reminder, the article discussed today can be found on the JET website, natajournals.org. And please remember that all content from JET is open access to all readers thanks to the funding from the National Athletic Trainers Association. First step, surveying the scene. On the previous episode, we explored the foot injury rates across collegiate sports. The primary take-home points of that episode were that foot injury rates were highest among gymnastic, cross-country, and soccer athletes. Moreover, cross-country had the highest proportion of foot injuries when compared to other regions of the body. Finally, when combining injury rate and severity, the highest risk injuries were metatarsal fractures and plantar fascia injuries. One area that should be further explored is identifying risk factors that may contribute to high-risk injuries within sports that had these high rates. Today's episode is going to shift away from the foot and focus on the Achilles tendon among recreational distance runners. In 2017, it was reported that nearly a half million individuals participated in a marathon race within the United States. The high number is most likely driven by the low cost of running and the health benefits associated with aerobic exercise, such as running. Although there is well-established benefits associated with moderate aerobic exercise, individuals who report frequent running also report high frequency of muscle skeletal injuries to the lower limb, with Achilles tendon disorders being within the top five most common injury among recreational runners. During running, the Achilles tendon endures high loads and repetitive tensile strain cycles. There is literature that shows short-duration exercises do not alter Achilles tendon structure, but morphology to tendon structure following a long-duration bout of exercise, such as a marathon race, remains unclear. One emerging method to assess tendon structure is by using diagnostic ultrasound. Over the years, the use of diagnostic ultrasound within the profession of athletic training has greatly grown considering the validity of the imaging tool, the portability, and the lower associated costs relative to other imaging techniques. Most commonly, ultrasound is used to diagnose injuries by assessing for a disruption and measuring thickness within tissue. In addition to these measures, the quality or characteristics of the tissue can be assessed by measuring the echo intensity. Simply viewing whether tissue is fully intact may cause oversight to changes within structure of the tissue that may be indicative of future injury. Changes to Achilles tendon structure can be quantified by using echo type 1 through 4. These echo types are based on the stability of intensity and distribution of contiguous transverse images. Given the high rates of Achilles tendinopathies among individuals who run marathons, the purpose of the study was to determine the short-term response of Achilles tendon structure following running a marathon. Ten male, non-elite, but experienced marathon runners with no Achilles tendon pathology enrolled in the study. Two days prior to the marathon, the participants had their baseline ultrasound tissue characterization completed. Following the marathon, the participants had their ultrasound tissue characterization re-examined at two and seven days post-marathon. Participants kept a log of all physical activity done prior to and after the marathon. The investigators used standardized and reliable methods to complete the ultrasound tissue characterization assessments. These imaging techniques were completed over the insertion and mid-portion of the tendon to target common sites of Achilles tendon injury. 
Tendon structure was divided into four echotypes and were defined as follows. Echotype 1, intact and aligned tendon bundles. Echotype 2, less integer and wavy tendon bundles. Echotype 3, mainly fibular tissue. Echotype 4, mainly amorphous matrix with loose fibrils, cells, or fluid. Here are the results. After the marathon, and based on the activity logs, two participants ran twice post-marathon for a total distance of 20 kilometers. Seven participants ran once with a distance ranging between 5 and 10 kilometers. And one participant did not run after completing that marathon within the seven days. Comparing the echotype percentages at baseline of the insertion in the mid-portion of the Achilles tendon, the authors found a greater percent of echotype 1 in the mid-portion and a greater percent of echotype 2 in the insertion. No changes in echotype were observed two days post-marathon for either portion of the tendon. However, at seven days post-marathon, the insertion showed decreases in the percentage of echotype 1, 3, and 4, as well as an increase in the percentage of echotype 2. At the mid-portion, a decrease in the percentage of echotype 3, 4, with a concurrent increase in the percentage of echotype 2 was also observed. A common finding between the insertion and mid-portion of the Achilles tendon is that no changes in echotype occurred two days post-marathon. However, increases in percentage of echotype 2 occurred at both tendon sites seven days post-marathon. The authors suggest that a reactive response of the tendon occurred from the marathon plus the activities post-marathon. Previous literature suggests that running a marathon would not cause changes to tendon structure. This study supported that theory as no changes in tendon structure were observed two days post-marathon. The initial tendon response measured two days post-marathon showed that running the marathon did not seem to exceed the tendon load of the runners within the study. Yet the training session shortly after the marathon may have caused a net state of collagen breakdown instead of a collagen synthesis represented by the increased percentage of echo type 2. The alterations in echo type allude to recovery period being too short or the load post-marathon being too great or even a combination of both. The results of the study provide evidence to support adequate recovery following long-distance training. Future studies should begin to assess whether the observed changes in echotype can serve as a prognostic marker to identify individuals who will develop Achilles tendinopathies. Also, this imaging technique can be used to assess how other characteristics, such as running biomechanics and structural anatomy, may influence the Achilles tendon structure after running. And finally, replicating the measurement methods across different race distances and populations can further help clinicians to develop the most appropriate recovery strategies to minimize risk of tendon-related injuries. Well, that's it for today's JET cast. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Stitcher. You can find out more information about upcoming podcasts and other JAT events on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram accounts at JAT underscore NATA. Thank you for listening and keep a lookout for next month's JAT cast.